Hello, everybody, and welcome to First and Goal, the hardest-hitting up-and-coming ACC and SEC football podcast on the Internet today. It is Tuesday, September the 5th in the year 2023, and it is a great day to talk some football. we got a lot to get into, but before we do, let's buckle up that chin strap, throw in that mouthpiece. It's going to be a hard hitter. Let's get it, y'all. Welcome back, everybody. It's only been a couple days, but here we are back in the studio, ready to talk a little football. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, the one, the only, Big Rock. What's going on, everybody? How about this great last couple days of football, the weekend of football that we've had, beautiful weather we've been having. Man, it's just a great day to be alive, great time for some football. It absolutely is. Sorry, just pour me a little bit. <laughs> a little, little, little drinky drink. This is just topping yourself off a little bit. That, that's right, that's right. But uh, yeah, man, it's great football. I know we got together early. What was that? Sunday, Sunday. morning. Yeah, Sunday morning. We got together early Sunday morning to do an episode and discussed everything coming up. And man, it did not disappoint. Sunday night's game with LSU and Florida State. That was a hell of a game. Mm-hmm. Florida State really blew it open in the second half. And, Closes out, and then last night's game with Duke and Clemson, man, that was just a slugfest back and forth. And I was sitting on top of that, and man, it's going to be a close game. It's going to be just like my score prediction. It's going to come down to a last-minute field goal. And then Duke just, in the fourth quarter, just beat Clemson down. Just physical, juggernaut, old-school yeah. football just took it to him. Yeah, just – like you said, old school football, man, and they just they ran them down. They got them tired. I mean, it was just just kept on swinging. There wasn't no hesitation. They just they just kept going. No, without a doubt. And I just we're gonna get a little more in depth on this Duke game in a minute. But I, just, I had to take a quick second to throw that out, man, because I'm telling y'all, I told you guys last year. This ain't no secret. I became a huge Mike Elko fan. I became a huge Duke fan. I love everything they're preaching. Embrace the grind, the whole nine yards. Just I love it, top to bottom. This program, what they're preaching, the way the team is bought in. There is no team in college football anywhere I think that is more bought into an actual program and coach like Duke is with Mike Elko. No, you're 100 percent correct there, man. I mean, embrace the grind, and that's exactly what they've done. Uh, they just they just tore it up last night, man. They just played Duke football. That's all you can say. No, absolutely. So hats off to them. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. First time beating a top 10 in the nation team, I think, since the 1980s, I think it was. Yeah, no kidding. And now we'll get into more of that here in just a minute, man. But you want to talk about this AP poll that came out? Yeah, let it rip. All right, so – the new AP poll came out today, and there's really not much surprise here. 
Georgia, still ranked number one overall. Number three is Alabama. Number four, bump up Florida State. Number nine, Tennessee. And number 14, LSU. Number 17, North Carolina. They bumped up a little bit too after that big win against uh, South Carolina. 20, Ole Miss. 21, we've got the Blue Devils. How about a Duke in the top 25, man? That's awesome. You ain't seen that in a minute, have you? No. And then at number 23, you have Texas A&M. And then at number 25, you've got Clemson. Hell yeah, man. That's that's awesome. Hate it for Clemson to drop from number 9 to 25. That kind of sucks for them because I think Clemson, make no mistake about it, I I still think they're every bit of a top 18, top 15 team. I really do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Clemson – that defense that Clemson has, man, I mean, that's still your classic Clemson defense from the years past. It just – they got outcoached this last game, and, you know, it showed on the field, and unfortunately they they fell hard. No, absolutely, man. Clemson fans, you don't need to hit the panic button because let's be honest, y'all still have one of the best defenses in all of college football. They got wore out at the end of the game due to the extremely physical team. There's not many teams that can play four quarters like that against Duke. And, I mean, they just got beat. That offense you guys got, your receivers are still very good. You had a couple drops you wish you could get back. The running game still looks great. Will Shipley offensive line looks sensational. I'm a South Carolina fan. I would trade you offensive lines right here, right now. <laughs> yeah. We can do it today. And your quarterback, man. Cade Clubnick, guys, you got to – you gotta relax. You gotta hit. You gotta not hit the panic button yet, okay? This is the kid's third start ever as a starter. Mm-hmm. Fourth game as a starter in this program. One came in the ACC championship, which he dominated. The other one was in the bowl game against Tennessee, which they got beaten pretty badly. But I mean, you're asking a lot of the kid. I don't know. This is his third start. This would be the third start outright. Yeah, third start. This is probably his fourth game he's played in, fourth or fifth game, but actually started. But it started the season off, excuse me, at a very tough Duke team on the road, and that was the most hostile I've ever seen a Duke crowd ever be. That was incredible to see a stadium rocking like that, Duke. That really blew my mind, and it was really cool to see. But the kid's got talent. You can see it. He's got Tons of talent is there. As the season goes on, he's going to get better and better and better. Y'all got a, look, a lot to look forward to in the coming years, so chill out. Yeah, definitely, especially when I go over these stats here in a minute with you about what happened in the game. You're going to be surprised exactly how close this game really was in comparison. That's right, that's right. Well, why don't you go ahead and check out the Florida State-LSU game first so we don't jump the gun and then We'll run off those stats, and then we'll run off stats in the Duke game. All right. Sounds good. So Florida State and LSU. Florida State ends up winning this game 45-24. to Now, this game was close going into the second half, but ultimately Florida State just hits that gas and just blows it completely out of the water. Yeah, really. 
It surprised me, honestly, because I really thought by the end of the second quarter, I said, man, LSU's, they were looking like a tougher team. A lot of they were getting more physical and putting more plays together. Florida State was starting to struggle, moving the ball a little bit there. I was really thinking LSU was about to bust it wide open. But then you turn around and come out there in the second half and Florida State just mashed the gas and never looked back. It just really – it's like LSU just lost that fire. Yeah, no kidding. Time. No kidding, man. I mean, it's, it's like they came in and they expected Florida State to just chill out and let LSU take over because they're the bigger, better SEC team. And that just didn't happen. I mean, if you look at the scoring summary, the first touchdown made was by Florida State with a 40-yard pass. And then the second touchdown of the game was also in the second quarter, but that came to LSU, and that was a one-yard run to tie it up at seven. Okay, and then we go into the second quarter. LSU scores a touchdown going up ahead 14-7 to seven with another one-yard run. And then LSU answers with a 21-yard pass to tie it up at 14-all. And then the uh, LSU kicks a field goal to go ahead 17-14 going into the half. And then we come into the third quarter. Here's where here's where Florida State hits the gas, okay? So third quarter, field goal, Florida State. Ties it up at 17, and then another touchdown. Jordan Travis, one-yard run, going up 24-17. to 17. Then we go into the fourth quarter, 31-17. Ian Coleman, seven-yard pass from Jordan Travis. And then another uh, touchdown. Jaheim Bell gets his first touchdown at Florida State, 38-17. Another touchdown. Jaheim Bell run, 45-17. And then to end the game, a touchdown by LSU, 45-24. Hell yeah. Yeah, man, it just – I don't know. It's just LSU drank their own Kool-Aid a little bit and Florida State just smacked them in the mouth. And once Florida State punched back, LSU didn't want no part of it. No, that's absolutely true, man. It's just and, – and the thing that blows my mind is this was just at such a close game last year. Why in the world wouldn't they they come out with the same fire and wanting to get that that monkey off their shoulder and finally beat Florida State the next season? Those are SEC West champions. They had a little bit of success. They thought they were something else. They barely missed the playoffs. Came in riding high. Got smacked in the mouth. Yep. Florida, Florida State, on the other hand, didn't play for an ACC championship. Mm-hmm. They're hungry. They're a hungry team. They yeah. want to win. That's all there is to it, in my opinion. And I was wrong, wrong, wrong on my prediction for that game. Same. Same. I thought that uh, LSU, I thought they'd be pissed off after the first game last year wanting to get the revenge, man. But now Florida State said, hey, we here, and we want to be your daddy. My question is, all right, this game was a neutral site game. Mm-hmm. How, is, how is it a neutral site for Florida State if the game's played in Orlando? 
I mean, you're not wrong there. I mean, I think we had this conversation the same way last year. But, no, you're not wrong there. They need to have it in between the two schools, somewhere, say, in Alabama or Mississippi, somewhere right in there. I mean, they literally had to drive past Florida State to get to Orlando. Right. Anywhere in that state is not neutral. I mean, I don't get it. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not, man. I mean... When you have a game in somebody's same state, I mean, you're just giving home field advantage to one school or the other, and it's it's not even going to be close. No, it's really not. I just – something that was kind of on my mind a little bit the other night, but not making no excuses. Either way, LSU got smoked. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Well, back to the Clemson-Duke game. What kind of stats were you looking at? <laughs> so – Man, what a game this was. What a game this was, man. Duke comes out, and they just they put their nose to the grindstone. I mean, you're looking first down-wise. Clemson had 29 first downs. Duke only had 17. But, I mean, it, it wasn't even close, man. It, Duke, if you look up the definition and look for – the bend but don't break defense, you're going to see a picture of Mike Elko and the whole team right there beside of that, man. They, they gave up some yardage. They gave up the first downs, man. But going into that third and fourth quarter, they just never let them score at all. No, they made many stops when it counted on fourth down in the red zone, third down in the red zone. I mean, they just – they were rock solid. I mean – And they were extremely physical, too. I mean, every single hit – was this a slobber knocker, as you like to say? Yeah, I mean, mistakes were a huge key factor with this uh, Clemson team. I mean, you miss a field goal to take the lead wide left. And then you go in and you're just about to score to go up. You fumble the ball. Duke takes over. I think it was a three and out after that. Punt back. Clemson gets the ball, drives it right back down to the throat, gets to the three or four yard line, something like that. They cause another fumble, almost a scoop and st- uh, score. <clears throat> the thing is, uh, Duke lost two fumbles. Yeah. So really, I mean, yeah, the turnovers play a factor, but at the same time, Duke had two turnovers also. Mm-hmm. The one that put the nail in the coffin, though, was the interception in the fourth quarter by that, Duke. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it just... I don't know, man. It was a hell of a ball game. ton of fun. You could tell both teams played with nothing but heart and passion. Two very great programs going at it. And it just, again, I just got to give a shout-out to Duke and that fan base, man, for showing up. Because I, I remember Mike helping me get hired. just said, we got to get the fans in the football stadium. We got to get the fans in the football stadium. There's no reason we can be this loud, make all this noise at basketball games, but football stadium, all you hear is crickets chirping. Mm-hmm. And at first, I kind of laughed. I was like, "That's awesome, you want them there, man? But this is Duke. They don't, they don't pack out football stadiums." And I mean, dude, they were raising hell. Well, I, I guess they're making a thing now where they're going to charge the field after after big wins in Duke. Now, Did you do see it. that? Do it. 
They finally got something to charge the field about. <laughs> I'll tell you, when I first clicked on channel, I heard all that noise. I said, damn, are they doing a rerun of the tech game or something? Is that Lane Stadium? What we got going on here? <laughs> I mean, I thought this game was a Duke. I didn't know it was a Death Valley. What's up with all this noise? Right. Hats off to you, Duke fans. Absolutely. Hats off to you. Actually, absolutely. You you came out, you came and you showed out, man. And you know, good for you. Good for you. We need more things like that. Y'all keep it up. I'm telling you, I'm excited for this Duke team and where it's going. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, with that being said, hey, we did both predict Duke to win, too. We did. I don't think either one of us predicted them to win as big as they did, but. No, I think I picked it to be like 28-21, something like that. I predicted a field goal. But I just, anyways, I'm I'm tickled pink. <laughs> I lost words. You and me both. On to the next. Let's check out this upcoming week's schedule. Oh my goodness! So we'll start out with the ACC Thursday, and we're gonna throw our predictions as we go, y'all. Yeah, my sorry bad. about that. That's that's my fault. But on the ACC Network, Thursday night, 7.30 p.m., you've got Murray State at Louisville. What you got? Hmm. Murray State and Louisville? Yes, sir. I'm going to take Louisville. 45 to 10. Hell, I'll give Murray State 10. Why not? <laughs> you and me, we got it pretty close here. I've got Louisville taking the win in this one, too. They really did impress me with that Georgia Tech game last week. I've got them winning 35-10, to 10, so we've got a 10-point difference. Good deal, good deal. Moving on, Saturday. I'm going to go ahead and throw this in here since uh, Wake Forest is going to be at home. But we've got an SEC team, Vanderbilt versus Wake Forest on the ACC Network at 11 a.m. 11 a.m. on the ACC Network? Yes, sir. This is a very interesting game. It's a very interesting game. But you know what? I want so badly to pull for Vanderbilt. I really do. But I'm going to take that home field advantage. I'm going to go Demon Deacons. 27, Vanderbilt, 20. We almost have the same exact score, just reversed. I want to pull for Wake Forest this time, but you lost Sam Hartman as your quarterback. Don't know how much faith that I had in that new quarterback y'all got. Vanderbilt, they're making noise. I think this is the most confidence they've had in years. Give me Vandy. Give them 27-21. I hear you. Oh, I would love to see that, but I, just, I don't quite see them turning the edge yet. Not yet, huh? Not yet. We'll see. We'll see. I, I think they got it. Not so fast, my friend. <laughs> Go back to sleep. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> All right. Next up, we're going to have Holy Cross versus Boston College, 12 o'clock noon game. As sad as it is to say, I'm going to say Boston College 24, Holy Cross 13. Uh, again, we're just because Boston College has looked atrocious. Boston College looks horrible. I don't know anything about Holy Cross. 
I'm going to go with Boston College here, but I'm going to go a little bit closer. I'm going to say 21-17. God, you have no faith in Boston College. <laughs> Zero. Next up, we got James Madison versus Virginia on the ESPNU, 12 o'clock noon. This is going to be the first game in that stadium since that tragedy last fall. Motions are going to be running high, but this team wants to play. They want to win. They want to do something for this fan base. I got Virginia taking it. I'm going to say, hmm. Give me the Who's 24, James Madison 13. Again, we're, we're a little bit close here, but for the same reasons, i got to go with Virginia, man. Their heart, they're just wearing it on the sleeve right now. They want to win so badly. The fans need it. They're going to be they're going to be going crazy out there. I've got Virginia winning this game. I've got them winning 35-14. I hope it's that good. But uh, moving on. Next up, we have Purdue versus Virginia Tech. Another 12 o'clock noon game on ESPN2. This one's a little tough on the call. Purdue took a loss last week. I did not see that coming. Virginia Tech got a win, but it was against Old Dominion. But Virginia Tech does seem to have a little bit of confidence. They did seem to play, play with a lot more fire in them last weekend than I've seen for the vast majority of last season. And it's in Lane Stadium. So you got to deal with all those Hokies going nuts in that stadium. Enter Sandman, the whole nine yard, the cannons firing. Give me the Hokies. I'm going to take them 31, Purdue, 28. Nice, nice. Pretty close stats there. I got to agree with you, man. You know, this is a hard one to pick. Purdue was a dominant team last year. They won some games they, they shouldn't have. But with that, I think they did lose their coaching staff. And with that, I think that Virginia Tech is going to pull this one out. I think they're, they're going to be a better coach team. They are hungry. I've got them winning 27-24. All right. Field goal game. Yes, sir. On to the next. we got Notre Dame versus NC State on ABC at 12 o'clock noon. I'll be honest with y'all, NC State hasn't really impressed me yet. But they do have Brendan Armstrong. Mm -hmm. And when he wants to play, when he is on, he is just as good, if not better, than any damn quarterback in the nation. It's just a question on if he's on or not this weekend, if they can get it out of him. But Notre Dame's got Sam Hartman, who is Mr. Consistency. He's just consistently very good. This defense might force a few turnovers, maybe. 
But, end of the day, I got to go with the Irish over NC State. I don't like doing it. Sorry, Coach Miller. One of my coaches in my past. NC State alum. He's probably not going to like hearing that. But I uh, hate to do it, but I, just, I don't see the Wolfpack winning this game. I would love it if they do. But give me the Irish. Notre Dame. I'm going to say 38. NC State, 27. 11-point game. Again, we're close. We are very, very close. NC State, I've always loved NC State. The problem, though, is they're going up against a Notre Dame team who is who has now found a running game that they're dominant with. On top of that running game, they've also got Sam Hartman and some receivers that can really catch the ball and get the yards after catch. Notre Dame's just too tough. I've got them winning 45-35. I don't see NC State putting up that many points. they got to figure it out. But uh, we'll see, man. I mean, hopefully it's that close to the game. I, I, that would be great. Yes, sir. It's, it's, I think it's going to be a great game to watch regardless. Going to have my eye on it for sure. Uh, moving on next, we got South Carolina State versus Georgia Tech on ESPN+. Plus. At Georgia Tech, I'm guessing. At Georgia Tech. Oh. Well, I wonder who's going to win this one. <laughs> Give me Georgia Tech, man. Let's say 45-10. Nice. Same for me. Give me Georgia Tech, but give me 38-17. Okay. I feel you. Moving huh. on. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, man. go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Move it on. <laughs> right out. Next up, Charleston Southern versus Clemson. ACC Network at 215. I just feel so far. I'm so sorry for Charleston Southern. Clemson 65, Charleston Southern 9. Clemson 49, Charleston Southern 0. Clemson's going to run enough higher than that. They lost last week. They're going to run that joker out of sight. You ain't wrong. On to the next. Texas A&M versus Miami. 3.30 p.m. out of ABC. I want so badly, so, so, so badly to pull for the U. I want so badly to say the U's going to win this game. Down goes Jimbo. You's going to be coming back strong this year. But y'all made me look like an ass last year. You really did. I looked like an ass that whole season. All over here, Miami's back. Miami's back, and I didn't even get a damn thunderstorm. <laughs> Give me Texas A&M. Where's that? At Miami. Was that Miami? Yep. Okay, definitely. Give me Texas A&M. <laughs> 35, Miami. 17. We're close again. Same reasons, man. I want so much to, to pull for Miami. I love everything that, that, that's going on there, but y'all ain't showed me anything. Y'all have made me look like an asshole and just made me look ignorant. Give me Texas A&M. Give me 31-17. See there, Mario. <laughs> See what you did. You done made us lose faith in you. Absolutely. On to the next. Western Michigan versus Syracuse at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Give me the big orange. 42. 
Western Michigan. Hell, we'll do 13. Give me that orange crush. Give it to me 35 to 10. All right. Moving on. Lafayette versus Duke. I'll take Duke's going to have a little bit of a hangover. I'm going to take Duke 38, Lafayette 17. Give me Duke 35 to 10. Close. Yes, sir. Next up, we got Cincinnati versus Pitt on the CW at 6.30 p.m. Scott Satterfield. Mm-hmm. Former Louisville coach. Give me Pitt by 90. I don't like that guy. <laughs> no, 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 no. Give me Pitt. Give me Pitt, but I'm going to say... 35-31. Give me Pitt. Give him to me 38-35. Close again. Yes, sir. Great minds think alike. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And lastly, for our ACC team, our teams for this week, you got Florida State versus Southern Miss. 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the ACC Network. Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm going to say Florida State has a hangover. Give them to me. 34. Southern Miss. 20. I don't see a hangover in sight for this Florida State team. I've got them winning big, huge, 58-17. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm okay. just about choking mm. Damn, drink one up my nose. <laughs> I don't see that happening, but okay. I think they're going to win big. I think that uh, I think that they're wanting to make a – a name for themselves. I, I think they want to show that it's just not it's just not a fluke that they beat LSU like that. I don't see them letting off the gas pedal. I hope you're right. All right. On to the SEC. We got Ball State versus Georgia. I feel so sorry for Ball State. Two SEC teams in a row. They just screwed themselves. Kentucky and Georgia back to back. That's just, they're a glutton for pain. You ain't wrong. Ball State at Georgia. Yep. Give me the Bulldogs and give them to me 52 13. Are you looking at my notebook? No. <laughs> I got Georgia winning this one 52 17. All right. <laughs> yeah, Miles ain't good enough to see over there, unfortunately. <laughs> Next up, we got East Kentucky versus Kentucky, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the ESPN Plus. I'll take Big Blue Nation, 38-10. Big Blue, 38-17. Damn. <laughs> Ole Miss yeah. versus Tulane. 3.30 p.m. on the ESPN2. 
I'm going to take Ole Miss in this one right here. Is that Tulane or Ole Miss? It's at Tulane. Oh, 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 wait a minute now. That changes everything. Give me Ole Miss still. But I'm going to take Ole Miss 41, Tulane 31. We are close again. Give me Ole Miss 35 to 28. All right. Moving on, Kent State versus Arkansas, Arkansas. I'm going to take Arkansas. In these kind of games last year, they struggled. Give me Arkansas and give them to me 28, Kent State, 17. We're a little bit different on this one. I've got Arkansas win pretty handily, actually. 42-21. I want to say that, but last year, every single easy game Arkansas had, they either lost it or it came down to the very end. Mm -hmm. So I have no faith at the moment. No faith. I can understand that. I've got a little bit of faith, but they bought me again this, this time around. I'd say I probably won't have any faith going forward. Next up, we got another death game, if you want to call it that. Austin P versus Tennessee. Sixty-three to three, Tennessee. And sixty-ten, Tennessee. How do you get sixty points? Mm -hmm. oh, no, no, a couple of goals. Mm -hmm. Alright. Middle Tennessee versus Missouri. Seven PM SEC Network or ESPN Plus. At Missouri. At Missouri. Give me Missouri, and I'm going to take um, 38, Mid-Tennessee, 20. I'm going to take, I think Mizzou's going to, I think they might struggle a little bit with this one. It seems like every time they get a big win or they win, they come back the very next week with the big hit, struggle a little bit. Give me Mizzou winning, though. I'm going to take them 28-17. All right. Moving on, we got Texas versus Alabama. 7 p.m. ESPN, game of the week. Sorry about that, y'all. We got a little background noise going on. Um, hmm. I'm going to have to say Alabama. Is that Alabama? Hell, I'll quit being suspense, so I'm going to take Alabama. <laughs> Give it to me, 38, Texas 24. Wow. That little faith in Texas? No, I just have that much faith that Nick Saban is tired of getting his ass cut. He's tired of these close games. People ragging on Alabama. He wants another natty bat. 
I think Bama's coming. Bama looks good this year. I like it. I like it, but I don't like it quite that much. I'm actually going the opposite direction that you are. This was a close game last year. I'm going to say Texas ends up pulling it out this year. 41-38. No way in hell. We'll see. We will see. I just I think Texas has got Nick Saban figured out. They're close last year. I think that they're hungry for the win, and I think they want to make a name for themselves coming into the SEC next year. Hmm. Oh no, man. <laughs> we shall see. Moving on, Arizona versus Mississippi State at seven thirty on the SEC Network. Arizona Wildcats. Yes, sir. <sighs> Let's see. Give me Mississippi State, forty-one Arizona, seventeen. Yeah. We're not as close as what I thought we would be on this one. I've got Mississippi State taking the win. I've got it being a closer game, though, 34-31. I think that uh, – Hell no. You don't think so? No. The way Mississippi State really dialed in last week and stretched that game out towards them, no. Nah. That team's clicking. We shall see. The thing that Mississippi State had last year, once they got some big wins under the belt, they, they kind of – they kind of let off a little bit, and I'm kind of worried that that's going to happen again, but we'll see. We'll see. Different coaching staff, though. That's true. Next up, we got Furman versus Carolina. South Carolina, that is. It's 730 Eastern Standard Time on ESPN+. Furman by 10. Furman by 10. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I got South Carolina taking this one. Mm-hmm. I got them taking it. Give me South Carolina, 34. I'm going to take Furman at 24. 10-point difference, eh? That's it. I'm kind of with you on that. Uh, I think Carolina does win this one. But I think it's going to kind of be a last-second sort of win for them like it was a couple of years ago at uh, East Carolina, if you remember that game. I'm going to say Carolina pulls this off 24-21. And this is a D2 school firm. Yeah. I just, that's how much faith I have in South Carolina right now. At, at the moment, I think South Carolina might be in my bottom three of the SEC. Yeah, unfortunately, with that line play, with the defensive play, I mean, you just – it's disappointing. We'll see. They have the potential to be my top three. But right now, where we stand, what have you done for me lately? Bottom three. I got to agree with that. Grambling State versus LSU, 7.30 p.m., ESPN+. Plus. Give me LSU. I'm going to say 45, Ramblin' State, 9. Give me LSU, 
Give them to me 35. Grambling State, 3. All right. That works. <clears throat> McNeese versus Florida, 7.30 p.m. on the ESPNU. I'm going to go with the Gators. 52. McNeese, 13. That's a lot of confidence in Florida. I think Florida's better on what they showed week one. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't have very much faith in Billy. I do think that they're going to come out hungry. I don't think they're going to put it that much, though. I got Florida taking this 35-17. We shall see. And lastly, Auburn versus Cal. And that's a 10-30 game on ESPN. Auburn versus Cal? Yep. And it's at Cal. Give me the Auburn Tigers. I'm going to say 38, Cal, 21. Or 28, excuse me, 28. Give me Auburn, 27, Cal, 17. Okay. I can maybe see that. I just I don't have much faith in Auburn quite yet to, to put that many points up on the board. But, I mean, they could surprise me. I mean, I think they'll still win this game. I think they're better than Cal. But we shall see. Well, sounds good. Well, is that all of them? That's it. You got anything else you want to throw out there? I'm good to go, I think. I'm just up for another exciting week of football. Let's get it. Absolutely. It's going to be a damn good weekend of football. Guys, if I'm dragging on this episode, I do apologize. Mike. I am more slapped out. It's been a long day at work. Then it was a long football practice this afternoon. <laughs> We got that wrapped up, got home. It's just been a been a long one today. But we got a good weekend ahead of us. Got a lot of exciting football to look forward to. And until next time, let's keep those drinks cold and keep those chains moving. Thank y'all.